You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Yes, sir, people, uh, that time of the uh, evening uh, where you join us on Mated. And Alhamdulillah, once again, uh, we have uh, the honor of being in the company of our beloved Molana Salim Karim. Allah keep him, Allah bless him uh, now and forever for sharing his uh, knowledge on uh, this platform of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. And I can guarantee you, Molana, with the correspondence uh, that I'm getting, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala definitely has blessed you. And I feel very honored uh, being in your pious and sagacious company, Molana. Let me greet you with a hearty Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh And tell me how are you doing Maulana this evening Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh What about you and our esteemed listeners MashaAllah with the fazl of Allah Rabbul Alameen Alhamdulillahi ala kulli hal Whichever Allah position Allah has kept us We are happy with Allah's decision And the beautiful words of Hazrat Shaykh Abdul Qadir Jilani rahmatullahi when we came into this world, we were screaming and crying and everyone was giving Mubarak bath and inshallah, everywhere there's joy and happiness. But as a baby, we always screaming and crying. So, let's change the atmosphere. And as I say, always leave behind a legacy. Shafat Bhai, you're a legend. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted you for the khidmat of deen. One of the top presenters, inshallah, throughout the world, I can even say, yakin. Because it's Allah ta'ala who puts the love for people in the hearts of people. So may Allah ta'ala take you from great heights to heights, inshallah. But Shafat Bhai, this is it. Mawthi Tiwat be Muhammad Ibanu. Let's leave a legacy behind. Let's leave a legend behind. And what is it, man? That at the time of your death, everyone is crying. But there's a beautiful smile on your face. May Allah give us a moment like that, Shafat And I want to open up this beautiful topic for discussion this evening, Shafat Hadrat Sufyan Suri Rahmatullahi, very great wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he formulated a very beautiful hadith. This dua is not a hadith, but it's a dua of Hadrat Sufyan Suri Rahmatullahi. That Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam loved this dua. Allahu Akbar. And great, great ulama have read this dua short, and we must learn it and put it into practice. Insha'Allah, when Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal, this great Imam of the Hanbali Mazhab, when he heard about this dua, he used to read it every day without faith. And when Hazrat Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal passed away, gee, Allahu Akbar, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Muhaddis ibn Khuzayma radiyallahu rahmatullahi, you know, saw Hazrat Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal in the dream and asked him, how did Allah Ta'ala treat you? And he said, Allah ne bohot ezaz or ikram farmaya. Allah Ta'ala gave me great respect. Or sarpar taj pehnaya. Allah Ta'ala put a crown on my head. Subhanallah. And farmaya, read this dua for me again. And this was the dua. So I want each one of us to learn it. This dua by Hadrat Sufyan Sori Rahmatullahi, loved by Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal, to which Allah Ta'ala honored him. 
gave him great respect and Allah Ta'ala put a, a crown on his head and gave him the most beautiful shoe made out of gold to wear. Allahu Akbar. And was asked once again, read this dua. It is so mujarrab, so powerful. So let's all learn it. Ya Rabba Kulli Shayin. Ya Rabba Kulli Shayin. Bi Qudratika Ala Kulli Shayin. La Taks Alni An Shayin. Wagfirli Kulla Shayin. Four beautiful sentences. Shafat Bhai, we should jot it down. Ya Rabba Kulli Shayin. Bi Qudratika Ala Kulli Shayin. لا تسألني عن شيء وغفرلي كل شيء. What a beautiful way to start beautiful month of Ramadan. أي الله، آب هر چیز کے رب ہے. ہر چیز آب کی قدرت کا واسطہ مجھ سے کسی چیز کی بارے میں نہ پوچھو. وغفرلي كل شيء. So this is a month of Shaban. We're begging Allah, we're cleansing ourselves, the soul, the body, the mind. And inshallah, we're getting ourselves in proper readiness. So Ya Rabba Kulli Shayin. Allah, you are the Rabb of everything. Allah, with your power, everything is in action. La Tasalni An Shayin. Allah, don't hold me accountable. Allah, I'm za'if. Allah, I'm gunigar. Allah, I'm a sinner. Allah, forgive every aspect of mine. So, when you start your journey of tasawwuf and qurbi ilahi and marifati ilahi with a clean slate, can you imagine what a sweetness you are going to experience in the month of Ramadan? Hazrat Abu Darda radiyallahu ta'ala, just as an introduction, Shafat, I'm giving this to you. Hazrat Abu Darda radiyallahu ta'ala said, I love three things. Number one, I love a ghurbat. See, Shafat, when you don't have everything in your life, why? He said, I love ghurbat. Hazrat Abu Darda radiyallahu ta'ala is saying, that I love poverty, taki Allah ke liye mutawazeh ho. That I can humble myself for the pleasure of Allah. This is lacking in Asmara Al-Shafat Bhai. We all have ego. We have pride. We have arrogance. Gee? So, Hazrat Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala, this unique sahabi, I like poverty. I like simplicity. This is what Ramadan is going to teach us and Rosa is going to teach us. Get off that high horse we are riding. Come to the floor. Touch ground. Kir deko. Number two, I like sickness. Why? Meri guna How true is the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that when insan takes to bed, when he takes to illness, he takes to sickness, Allah is cleansing him. That's why you find most of us, before we leave this dunya, Allah Ta'ala puts us through some azbaish, through some test, some sickness. Gee, not as a form of punishment. No, Allah is cleansing you. Allah is purifying you. So that when you meet your Rabb, you are in the state of purity and you are in the state of taqwa. 
So he said, the second thing that I love is sickness. Why? When you are sick, every pain, every ache, and every ah that comes out from your mouth. See, in that excruciating pain, Allah is forgiving your sahira gunas. Allah is raising your status. And the third thing, he said, Mujhe bohat pasand hai. I just love mort, death, taake parwardigar se mulaqat ho. I want to meet my Allah. Allah Akbar. I want to see my Allah. The almautu jasrun yusilul habiba ilal habib. Death is a bridge which you have to cross over on to the other side, which is the akhirat. And on the day of Qiyamah, Allah will make didar. Allah will show us his majestic powers. And inshallah, we will be able to see Allah Ta'ala with this naked eyes. So, I love moth. I could meet my creator and inter, inter, interact with my creator. So, Shafat Bayer, you do your duty to Allah. It is left to Allah Ta'ala whether he accepts or he doesn't accept. You and I, apne kaam mein lage raho. You be engrossed in your duty and your commitment to your Allah. Whether Allah accepts or he doesn't accept. And let me tell you, Allah will accept. Come to me. Allah says, ask me and I'll give it to you. Allah say, manga karo. Logo say, mat mango. Ask Allah. Dare karim say, mango. Ask Allah. Allah ta'ala does not ask you a question. Allah doesn't be little you. When Banda asks Allah Ta'ala for any help, anything, Allah gives it to you gladly. You go to Insan, does bark marker sunayya. It'll make you here the rest of your life. See, you can't work, you're lazy. See, you don't want to give, say to somebody nicely, I'm sorry, I can't help you at this moment. Maybe next time I will be able to help. You have no right to criticize him, sway him, and kick him out of your premises or kick him out of your yard. Some of them are so beastly. Jafad Bhai, sharam bhi nahi that a Muslim brother came to your door. Even a non-Muslim, even if a person comes riding on a horse, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, don't turn him away. Help him. If you can't help him, say some kind words and send him off. But you have no rights to belittle that person and mock that person, sway that person. Because tomorrow Allah can turn the wheels on you and you will be the most disgraced person. So, Shabbat Bhai, that's my introduction. I'm not sure if you have some good questions. Let's, inshallah, let's hear it. Yes, sir. Ji Mulana, Jazakallah khair for that and Allah bless you for your kind words. And as you said, you know, it's an amana that's given to us and we hope and pray that we fulfill this amana in a manner that pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala most. Yes, sir, Mulana, as you know, many questions that do come for you. And this is from a sister. She says, Assalamu alaikum, Brother Shafat Ahmad Khan and Mulana Salim Karim. I really enjoy your rapport and I am a big fan of Marcus Sahaba the voice of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, also bless Mufti A.K. Hussein. Molana, I have uh, four brothers and I'm the only sister, 
but I notice uh, the four brothers are now uh, stopping uh, Papa from giving uh, large amounts of donation. Although Papa has uh, many farms and many supermarkets and businesses, the brothers are saying it is hard times. Uh, don't give out uh, that money. Keep it for a rainy day. But uh, Molana, I feel uh, this is how B- Papa earned his uh, baraka by giving the money. What should I do? My brothers also listen to Marcus Sahaba. They will get the hint. Molana, please advise accordingly. Molana Salim Karim. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward this sister. She's raising a very important point and concern. And as I said to you, the best charity you can give is when Allah has given you good health, Allah has given you good money, Allah has given you a mind that is set and you know exactly what you are going to do. As-Sakhiyu karibu min Allah, the hadith of the Prophet. That a person who is generous is close to Allah. Qareebun min nas close to people. Qareebun min al-Jannah, is very close to Jannah. Ba'idun min al-Nar, and is furthest away from the fire of Jahannam. And the thing that can help you and me in this world, as Rasulullah said, Izamat al-Insan, when a man passes away, all his deeds come to an end except three things. You have heard this hadith over and over again. Number one, a person leaves behind pious children who, alhamdulillah, yeah, you can say, Haji Saab has got four sons and a daughter, pious children, dindar children. Alhamdulillah, Haji Saab wants to make his akhirat. He wants Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to open the doors of Jannat. He wants to be close to Jannat. Why we want to stop? Rosie comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The more you give, Dete raho, Dete raho, The more you give in the path of Allah, the more Allah will send for you. It's, Safadba, uh, I've seen it in my life. The more you give, the more Allah shall give in return. Man kana lillahi, kana Allahu lahu. If you for Allah, Allah is there for you. And Allah will increase the wealth. So, for those four brothers, inshallah, be an asset and do what is best for your father. It's Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said three things. Waladun salihun yadula. You leave behind pious children. May Allah make all our children pious who can at least pick up one Yasin or pick up any kitab or any verse of the Quran and read it and say, Allah, grant the sawab to my parents. What an honor it's going to be, Shafat Bhai. Gee, in this dunya, we are ready to help each other. But nobody wants to help us in that akhirat. We'll be left alone. So, waladun salihun yad'ula. Allah, you gave me pious children. I've educated them. Rabbul Alameen. Whatever they're doing for the day akhirat, Allah accepted it. And whatever they're doing for us, Rabbul Alameen, accept it. So, if you leave behind a legacy, as I said, is a waladun salihun yad'ula. The pious children who will make dua'i maghfirat for you till the day of Qiyamah. One. Number two, sadaqatun jariya. That charity which is perpetual. Ummat will benefit every day, right up to the day of Qiyamah, whoever will benefit from the charity. And here, Hadisab wants to do it, the Father wants to donate and give in the path of Allah. You see, when Rasulullah left this dunya, he had nothing. In fact, there were a few dirhams if somebody had given to Rasulullah and he remembered it and he was so worried. He said, Oh, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. Please distribute these dirhams immediately. I do not want to meet Allah Ta'ala. 
when somebody else's amanat in somebody's haq, and that somebody's haq is the haq of the poor. How concerned us, even at the time of mort, Huzur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is worried. This wealth that I have of somebody has given me this amanat to distribute. Please distribute it immediately before I leave this dunya. Because I have to be answerable to Allah. So, waladun salihun yad'ula, sadaqatun jariya. So, respected brothers. Thirdly, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, ilmun yuntafa'u bih. Allah ta'ala has taken work of you from knowledge, with knowledge, you not necessarily have to be an alim, you can be an ordinary housewife, you can be an ordinary worker in the shop, but you got iman, you got love for Rasulullah, you're reading the askar, you're learning masla masail, and you're teaching your friends and colleagues, you are also included in this sawab. Ilmun yuntafa'u bi. You taught somebody a dua, you taught somebody a masla, you taught somebody to repeat Quran, they are reading Quran, when they finish, they're teaching it to their children, they are reading it, they are teaching it to their children, it will go down generation, Allah will credit you with the sawab. So, my duty to that sister, or advice to the sister, inshallah, Allah, your niyat is noble and intention, and inshallah, as from what I can see, you are so happy that uh, Abba is doing this, or Papa is doing this, alhamdulillah. We just have to make the zahin of your brothers that the more we give in the path of Allah, the greatest form of charity, and that's what's going to help us in the cover and in the akhirat. And let me also add to this, there's a beautiful saying, there was a great wali of Allah who was just dishing out his wealth. He just, alhamdulillah, as Rasulullah said, you cannot be jealous and envious but for two people. Number one is a person, waladun, a person, who Allah has given wealth, gee, and he spends it in the path of Allah. Whenever you see him, he's on projects after projects, subhanAllah. All the wealth that he has, gee, Allah Ta'ala, he's spending it in the path of Allah. You can be envious and say, oh Allah, make me like that person. Or a person who's all the time reading Quran, whenever you see him in the masjid, in his car, at home, wherever, the Quran is open and with reading. And you should make this to Allah, make me like this. So this pious man was dishing out his wealth. So somebody went past and told him, La khayra fil israf. There's no goodness in wasting. Because he saw this man just dishing out his wealth, giving out his charity. He goes up to him and says, Tum kya karte ho? What are you doing? La khayra fil israf. There is no benefit in wasting. Allah, but look the answer of that pious person said, La israfa fil khayr. When you give in the path of Allah, nothing is wasted. Whether you give one kajur or you give a million tons of kajur, your need is the most important thing. Allah Ta'ala says, to so that pious person uh, replied to him, La israfa fil khayr. In anything good that you do, there is no wasting. There is always benefit upon benefit. You do an atom's worth of good, Allah will give it to you on the day of Qiyamah. Uh, beautiful indeed, uh, Molana. Whilst you're talking, uh, my mind uh, you know, went into a conundrum mode, and I, I'm tempted to ask you the question, who are bigger givers of charity? Is it the men folk or the women folk? Because I want to share a story with you. In uh, 2010, when I was on the, you know, collecting for Mogadishu on the platforms of Radio Lansar, and I know I did an evening pledge line. And you lo and behold, uh, Molana, there's a group of sisters that uh, sent us, I mean, you want to know the figure, it was $100,000. Wow. 
$100,000 in a basket and to the studio. So when I was taking the pledge line, I know Marhum Riaz Jamal was uh, sitting next to me and his eyes lit up. So I said, don't get excited. Let that uh, money come in and then we'll talk about it. But Alhamdulillah, Noor Allah Noor, I know I went to Mogadishu uh, with uh, perhaps uh, yeah, over, over a million uh, rands and so forth with me, but uh, to go and distribute that. And what I saw in Mogadishu was something else. But Molana, you know, it was this group of uh, sisters and they come to, from a very well-known town that uh, actually send the money in. And I was amazed, Molana. Your thoughts? Subhadbhai, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us for ibadat. And when it comes to ibadat, this whole ayat Allah has revealed. And they is also included. وَالْمُتَصَدِّقِينَ وَالْمُتَصَدِّقَاتِ وَالصَّائِمِينَ وَالصَّائِمَاتِ وَالْحَافِظِينَ فُرُوجَهُمْ وَالْحَافِظَاتِ عَبْدَ اللَّهُ لَهُمْ مَغْفِرَةً وَرِزْقًا كَرِيمًا They Allah Pak is talking about وَالْمُتَصَدِّقِينَ Those men who give charity وَالْمُتَصَدِّقَاتِ And those women who give charity you'll be surprised. Allah Ta'ala has kept women in a veil. She's in Parada. And there are thousands and maybe millions of sisters throughout the world. The day level of taqwa, Shafaqbai, you have no idea. Sometimes they supersede that of men. Rasulullah's one wife, and she had this beautiful habit of giving charity upon charity. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said something in an indirect way that Allah Ta'ala is going to grant Jannah to that wife of mine who has the longest hand. The longest hand. So the wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam started measuring up whose hands are longer. So they found that it is Hadrat Zainab. And when an inquiry found out why did Rasulullah make that remark about it? Allah shall grant her Jannah. Is a very charitable person. She used to just give charity upon charity upon charity. So, Safadbai, you're quite correct. There are so many of our mothers and sisters that they have wealth. They don't make it known to the public. But the amount of wealth that they are giving out in the path of Allah anonymously is unbelievable. May Allah Ta'ala raise the jaradad of our mothers and sisters and brothers but you ask me a question, who gives more? That Wallahu Alam, who gives most? But let me tell you, women are running parallel with us, neck to neck, when it comes to ibadat, when it comes to charity. Sometimes some women supersede men in giving out charity. That's my answer, Ah, uh, Bless you for that, Molana. Very uh, lovely answer, very cool, calm and collected answer. Answer that will motivate uh, both uh, the brothers and uh, sisters to give uh, more in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This question says, uh, Molana Salim Karim, a top show as usual. You are a blessing uh, to the deen and also an asset. Please, uh, Molana, I have a, have a, a heavy, heavy problem. I had a previous boss that was a Muslim and he used to insult me in many ways. He should belittle me and he actually told me other people were better than me. But Molana, today Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me lots of things, a good house, a good business and lovely children. And I'm very successful indeed. And I get praised everywhere. By I, but I'm a humble man. But Molana, this boss of mine, 
when I'm making dua, I feel like giving bad dua. Please, Molana, help me. If my, is my ibadat going in vain when I think so negatively of a man that tried to bring me down? Molana, how do you respond to this, uh, brother? The mere fact that Allah has brought this brother to such a status that he is well off, Allah has given him wealth, Allah has given him respect. This itself is a feather in the cap for him, for his sabr, because this is the talim of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam shafat by wa'afu amman zalamak. Forgive the person who oppresses you and give to the person who deprives you. Whoever has oppressed you, whoever has deprived you, whoever has hurt you, to usko maaf kar do. See what happens. Jaise karni, waise bharni. As you do to others, Allah will do the same to you. If you don't believe it, marke dekho. Jannat bi haq hai, jannat hannam bi mahaq hai. Jannat is a reality and so is jahannam. So always remember, what you do to others, Allah will make it happen to you. So for this brother, don't make bad dua for him. Show him that you are a better person. For the sake of Allah, Allah, forgive him. Allah, from the bottom of my heart, I forgive this brother for all the evil that he's done to me, all the harsh things that he said to me. Rabbul Alameen, you have favored me. Alhamdulillahi Don't make bad dua for him because, you know, all the goodness that you have achieved thus far will also be taken away from you. So learn the sunnah of Rasulullah. Khud ko maaf karo aur dusro ko bhi maaf karo. Forgive yourself and learn to forgive others. In there lies your salvation and your akhirat and your barakah. Don't ever make bad dua for that person. Look at this question. Anonymous sister says, uh, Morana Salim Karim, uh, do you know there is a problem in uh, most marriages today? Husband and wives are always uh, back, uh, bickering and uh, causing problems at home. And they also sway each other so loudly that the neighborhoods are listening to them. But sadly, Molana, the children are also uh, being affected. I also saw in some instances where the pets are running out of the houses because the husband and wives are making uh, tamasha. Please, Molana, advise them. Tell them at least in Ramadan to keep quiet, <laughs> Molana. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. This question came this morning with Molana Rafat Saab. That, you know, why in the month of Ramadan, when Allah has promised forgiveness, kindness, and Allah has, Ta'ala has closed the doors of Jahannam, and Allah Ta'ala has opened the doors of Jannah, why this evil? You see, guna ki andar garmi hoti hai. You see, Shafatba, if you drive a car from Ladysmith to Durban, it will take some time for the heat. If the car is switched off, but the heat is still there. See? So, the heat of the gunas that we have been making throughout the year, is still prevalent in us. And Rosa is supposed to, alhamdulillah, generate in us sabr, patience, taqwa, humility. Ji, unfortunately, because I say always, apni niyat ko durust karo. Innamal amalu bin niyat. this is the key to our ibadat, whether it's namaz, roza, zakat, hajj, umrah. Innamal amalu bin niyat. Number one. Number two, min husni islam il marhi. The goodness of a mu'min, Shafat Bhai, tarkuhu malayani. Leave those useless activities. First of all, there's a lack of deen in that house, Shafat Bhai, I must tell you that. There's lack of salah in that house. The children are not attending madrasa. There's no talim in that house. There's no tilawat in that house. There's no zikrullah. I'm not saying in that particular house, but generally, when you find these gunas taking place, 
then the mercy and the barakah is taken out of that house. People just live like animals. Now imagine, nikah is such a sacred sunnah of Rasulullah. It's supposed to bring about love, muhabbat, respect. And here is a couple that are shouting and fighting. The only time you are allowed to scream in your house if your house is catching on fire. How is it that the whole public must come to know and neighborhood must come to know that in this house, this husband and wife, they fight like cats and dogs? What respect, what dignity, and what's going to happen to those children? Are they going to grow up like this? Will they, a proposal, be coming for their daughter of that house when everybody knows in the locality that that house is a house that's got major problems? Who are we compromising? We're compromising our children. So for Allah's sake, I'm saying to the men folk, Khuda control your temper, etikaf, or go in the path of Allah, go in jamaat, whatever it is, three days or whatever, but keep yourself occupied in the zikr and ibadat of Allah. And for our mothers and sisters, you are also frustrated, you're up early, lack of sleep, you're stressed out, and little things trigger off. So inshallah, take some time out for ibadat, take some time out for rest, spend some time with your children, with talim, inshallah, create a mahal of deen. So inshallah, if both sides can understand the purpose that we don't have to please anybody. You cannot please anybody in this world. You please one, the other gets angry. So if there's anybody that you have to please, it's to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I want to end it with this beautiful uh, saying of Malik ibn Dinar. Used to say that the pious servants of Allah used to say the following things. Just a beautiful nasihat for that couple who are fighting like this and misbehaving like this especially in the month of Ramadan. Number one, Farmaya, control your tongue. Hamosh raho. Man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhir, fal yakul khaira aw la yasmul. If you believe in Allah and His Rasul, then remain silent or keep quiet. So, if you want to save problems, arguments and fights and quarrels, number one, control your tongue. Number two, Make a lot of istighfar. Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah. Your husband starts fighting with you. Just read Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Walk away. Just go and read some Quran. Read some Durush Sharif. Or sing one Qasida. Sing one Nazar, inshallah. So make a lot of istighfar. And thirdly, try to stay away from people. Less interaction in Ramadan. Because now we are at home, we are unemployed. Or we come home early. Normally we come home at 5, 6 o'clock. But in Ramadan, Alhamdulillah, we come early. So now we get frustrated with each other. As a husband, now I want to be like, now to become the boss. They now at home. Why this is not right? Why that is not right? Why you didn't cook this? Why you didn't do this? No. Allah Akbar, have some sabr. Rasulullah was most generous and most compassionate in the month of Ramadan. You're supposed to be saying love, care, and help to your wife. So that's the nasihat, Shafat Bhai. Control your tongue, make a lot of it step far, and try and stay away from people. In other words, less interaction, spend more time with Dilawati Quran, Zikrullah, or just remaining silent, or making dua to Allah. Yes, Molana, we'll do one more question here. It says, Assalamu alaikum, Molana Salim Karim. I'm a middle-aged man, and alhamdulillah, I really love my ibadat, and I pray excessively. But Molana, I have a problem. My wife always scolds me for praying excessively, and I also hear her whispering behind my back bad words about me. Molana, what should I do? Because we have big children, but this is becoming unbearable. 
Please, Molana, advise accordingly. Uh, this is so sad. Husband and wife supposed to compliment each other. Make dua for each other. Sometimes it's mentioned in Hadith that if a woman makes salah and makes dua and she excludes her husband, her nawaz is not accepted. Her dua is not accepted. So it shows what an important component husband and wife is. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa zurriyatina kurrata a'ayun wa ja'alna lilmuttaqina imama Allah make our wives, our spouses and our children the coolness of our eyes. She should make so much of shukr that I have a husband that's ibadat guzara. A person who's reading his daily salah, making the zikr of Allah. You're mocking Allah Ta'ala's bandhas. Gee, then you want to know why there's no barakat in my life? Why am I suffering? Why am I stressed out? Because you yourself is ghar ko aag lag ghar ki chirag se. This house has caught on fire with the flames of the very same house. No use blaming outside. Don't blame shaitan. Don't blame the West. Don't blame the TV. Gee, whatever it is. If the wife of the house is not dindar, she's got no taqwa, she's got no talim of sharia, then this is the natija. What's going to happen to those masoom children? That's why Rasulullah said, when you marry a woman, marry her because of four qualities. Either because of her beauty, one. Number two, because of her wealth. Number three, because of the family that she comes from. And number four, because of her deen. I have one colleague of mine who accompanies me on my journey. So he said, Marana, can I teach you on share? I said, okay, Bolo. He said to me, your wife will be a queen if she's got deen. Your wife will be a queen for you if she's got deen in her. So that's what we're asking. That this month of Ramadan is about Ibadat together, dua together, eating together, praying together, and crying together to Allah Rabbul Adami. So may Allah Ta'ala give the ummah tawfiq that we could carry out this beautiful tajalim of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Absolutely, Molana, and as uh, you know, your uh, nasiya is uh, so enjoyable uh, that we feel like going on forever. But uh, Alhamdulillah, let's do one more uh, because, uh, you know, uh, there's, there's so many. Uh, I don't know whether we'll, yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll, Ji Molana. Bolo. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a humorous one, and please, my mothers and sisters, don't get upset. Because we're talking about some of the ladies who are not behaving accordingly. So I saw this beautiful article, and a Patan was making dua. Oh Allah, you gave me youth, you took it back. Allah, you gave me youth, you took it back. Allah, you gave me money, you took it back. And Allah, you gave me a wife and you forgot about me. So Allah, have mercy on me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, people, I'm not yeah. commenting. When you, when you choose the wrong partner, somebody asked Hadad Ali radiallahu ta'ala, what describe marriage? And especially if that marriage is a wrong choice, you chose the wrong person. So, after the demise, what happens? Your wife, your wife is married. Your children, they are deprived. Nobody to worry about those children. 
and she is married to somebody else. And if you make a wrong choice of marriage, ek mene ke liye khushi hogi, you'll be happiness for one month. Then after that, kusur or zahirin, you'll have to go and work, struggle. Your back is going to break. The and thirdly, the humum or zahirin, the rest of your life is sadness and grief and curse and all the worst things that can you can think of is happening. And finally, nuzul or qabrin, you go away leaving this dunya. A disappointed, sad, and unhappy person. So choose the right partner. Tomorrow you can gladly say to your wife, "Pool man, kar kya karoge? Jab tum khud pool ho." Why are you asking me for beautiful roses when you are the best rose? That can happen, Safad Bank. We can make it happen as long as there's communication, trust, and respect in a relationship. Well, Molana, that's a uh, brilliant indeed. And uh, what about that? Uh, people say matches are made in heaven. What's your thought? Whatever Allah has written, good and bad, will happen. That we have to accept. Wasallam's cousin, Hadrat Zainab, there's only one Sahabi's name Allah has mentioned in the Quran. His name is Zayd. Zayd ibn Harisa. Rasulullah got his cousin married. Who? Rasulullah took the proposal. Rasulullah encouraged the marriage. Rasulullah counseled them when they are not getting on. Every day advised Nasihat. Rasulullah chose the best and gave to Hazrat Zayd ibn Harisa. But it didn't work out. Eventually Rasulullah married her because she was the first cousin of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It's talim to show that you can get married to your first cousin. But the point what I'm saying, yeah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam chose Hazrat Zayd for Hazrat Zainab. So it happens. Whatever was written in the Taqdeer happened. And Hazrat Julaibib radiallahu ta'ala, let me quickly tell you, ask me this question. Gee, he was a black Abyssinian Sahabi. Big nose, big lips, ugly, dark in complexion. Rasulullah asked him one day, are you getting married? Why aren't you getting married? He said, Ya Rasulullah, look at me. I'm a black Abyssinian slave. Who's going to marry me? Which blue-blooded Arab is going to give me their daughter? Huzur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, go to that house, they, that particular Sahabi's house, tell them I sent you. And I sent this proposal for their daughter. He goes there, he knocks at the door. And he says, Rasulullah gave salam, why are you here? Rasulullah has asked me to ask you for the, your daughter in Nikah. Can you can imagine the reaction? So the Sahabi said, well, you know what? Let me go and ask my wife inside. And she goes. he goes to the wife and says that a Sahabi of Rasulullah outside dark, Abyssinian, has come for our daughter's proposal. Obviously, you can imagine what was the reaction and answer. But that daughter was listening from the back. That was the father was not in, in happiness and in agreement, nor was the mother. But that daughter is listening in the back. She said, Abba and Ami, hold on. Can I ask you all one question? I heard the conversation. I saw the reaction. I want to ask you all one question. Safadwai, tell me who sent the Sahabi here to ask for this proposal? So both mother and father said, Rahmatul lil alameen, khatamun nabiyyin, sent him here. So she's telling her parents, do you think that Rasulullah will send somebody who is unfit to marry me, or Rasulullah will choose the best person to marry me. So they understood their mistake. They went back to Rasulullah to ask for mafi. And the Sahabi was crying. They went and apologized and asked for mafi. And Rasulullah made such a beautiful dua for them that they were the most happiest couple in Medina. And when it came to Barakat and Rosi, they were enjoying the fruits of Allah Ta'ala's Barakat throughout the year. As one alim said about this waqiyah, don't see who came to the door. 
भेजने वाले को देखो सी हू द पर्सनैलिटी सेंड दिसपोजल Beautiful indeed, uh, Maulana. What a lovely nasiha, and Allah bless you for that. Uh, your parting words uh, this evening. Safar bhai, just Allah ko razi karo bas. Allah ko razi karo aur haram se bacho. Two advices. Allah ko razi karo in every action, in every field, in your business, in your domestic life, in your political life. Ji, Allah ko razi karo. اور حرام سے بچو دیٹس مائی ایڈوائس واخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين جزاکاللہ خیر مولانا سلیم کریم یو ہیو ا بلیسڈ ایوننگ اہیڈ انشاءاللہ ویل ٹاک ٹو یو سون السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ Yes, I want to thank uh, Lucalo for brilliant engineering uh, this evening. Keep it locked on uh, to Marcus uh, Sahaba for beautiful programming and also lovely nasheed interspersed. Uh, from the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.